Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing today, sir? I'm feeling multiversally good. Ooh, did you have any dreams last night? I had I, I think I did. I don't remember. <laughs> you ever you ever like think you had a dream, but you can't remember anything about it? You know what? I actually so this is wild. Now I'm thinking about it. I actually I did dream last night. Uh, and, and, and I was about to say, yes, I, I can't remember what I dreamed about last night, but it just hit me. It was deeply disturbing and I'm not going to talk about it on air, <laughs> but apparently it's happening somewhere across the multiverse. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about, uh, Dr. Strange two and the multiverse of madness mom, as some people have called it, but those people are Freudian, uh, people Freudians, Freudians. They're wearing fedoras. Fedora. They're they're fans of of philosophy and hats. Yes, yes, exactly. Or psychology uh, but, and hats. And we here are also actually fans of psychology and hats. Now that I think about it. But regardless, we're going to be talking about this movie. It is going to be a spoilerific review. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers. Here there be spoilers, and ye been warned. All right, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange Two. This is the first time in Phase Four. I think that's. I think this is true, including including Spider Man as well. This is the first time in Phase Four going into a movie where I felt like we were really kind of back to some extent. Like everything else that's come before has been either new or experimental, or you know, adding some new stuff here and there and all that kind of good stuff, which is not bad. It's all good. Or in some cases, kind of pruning some stuff in the case of like Spider-Man. But regardless, like overall, this is the first one of all of the phase four projects that I really felt like, okay, we're, it's about to feel like home. That's what I thought going into this movie. 
But I'm curious what to your thoughts were going into Multiverse of Madness. Like how spoiled were you? What trailers did you see? Where, where was your head at? Yeah, so um, I think I watched like the original trailer that came out. Um, and as we got closer to the release date, there's a lot of stuff going on with work and like personal things. And it, I, I just realized mm-hmm. it was going to be a nightmare for uh, me and my wife to go watch the movie. And so I, I kind of stopped watching stuff. Like I stopped watching trailers. I stopped watching different things. Um, and I wanted to sort of try and keep as unspoiled as possible. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, there was... You know, this was maybe like a week or so after it came out. And so, you know, it's not like people were posting this day of. But um, I did see uh, uh, John Krasinski as. Oh, yeah. uh, As Mr. Fantastic. So, again, though, because I didn't try, I tried to avoid as much stuff as possible. I thought maybe it was just going to be like a sort of like quick cameo sort of thing. Right. Um, And uh, I had also heard mention of Black Bolt. And again, I was thinking like all of these different heroes that i had heard of were going to be like quick cameos as they're bumping through the multiverse and stuff like that so i I was like okay yeah it kind of sucks the reveal was was busted there but whatever it's probably just going to be like a quick little cameo thing just to sort of like tease fans and whatnot so it's probably not going to be that big of a deal um i was wrong (laughs) about that (laughs) In, in in a very pleasant way so um yes there were some things that were spoiled it wasn't wasn't as bad as i thought like i think i heard the term illuminati Going in, like just scrolling through Twitter, you know, you scroll through Twitter and you see pictures and like, ah, well, I can't unsee it now and and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, I wasn't too very familiar with the Liam. I, I mean, I've heard of them in the comics. Uh, you know, they're a group of of, you know, superheroes and people who like work behind the just like the regular Illuminati. That's totally real. And is, yeah, is power and force. Yeah. Today. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, just a dial tone. <laughs> Um, right no 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 Uh, so this is good so you actually you had no knowledge it sounds like you had no knowledge of the fact that the illuminati were gonna really like which illuminati were going to be in this film but you also had no knowledge of the comic book origins of the illuminati is that correct yeah because it's relatively recent right it's not like oh interesting belt well when you say recent the illuminati was introduced i think when you and i were it was it was around it was marvel civil war and I want to say that was like late high school, early college for us. Well, so I I I've uh, collected a lot of Civil War. I, I don't remember the Illuminati though. Yeah, the Illuminati was like a tie-in comic uh, that was also kind of it was kind of almost like a precursor to the Civil War, which established these kind of hairline fractures under the surface of the kind of various superhero teams, and it established this idea that Tony Stark and Reed Richards had kind of decided like, look, we've got too much stuff going on uh, you know, around the universe. We need kind of our various teams to be a little bit more in communication and, and maybe work a little bit behind the scenes to handle some things that the team as a whole may not be all that happy with. Um, so you had you know, representatives from the X-Men, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the Inhumans, uh, all represented here. And originally uh, the intention was Wakanda, because you had a, a, a Black Panther was kind of asked to be on on the Illuminati, and he was like, uh, "No, this is kind of dirty stuff. I'm I'm not." And he so he actually walks away from their first ever meeting, uh, as well as Namor, kind of representing uh, Atlantis. So you had kind of these this group of people, the Illuminati, uh, who are doing just that. They're kind of staying in communication, and then they're making the hard decisions and taking action uh, to to potentially clean up messes in a more permanent fashion than their other, you know, their teammates might otherwise 
uh, agree is necessary. One of the, the the critical things they're responsible for is uh, Planet Hulk, actually. So oh, after so they inc- decide to send off Hulk. Yes. So after an incident where Bruce Banner and the Hulk kind of go ballistic and cause a lot of damage, they they finally determine the Illuminati, Illuminati determines we can't. You know, the Hulk has become too much of a problem. You know, the Avengers can't handle him anymore. We are going to send him up to space. And so they they that's what they they do. They capture him. They send him up to space. They say, "Sorry about this. This is for your own good. Uh, have fun. Bye." And then they send him up to space. <laughs> and that had zero repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, no, that didn't come back to uh, to to hurt them at all. In fact, in uh, uh, let's see, you had Planet Hulk, right? I guess that that kicked off Planet Hulk. But then you had World War Hulk, where he came back, and his he intention was, was super happy that they had marooned him on a on an alien spaceship. Oh yeah, just came back like guys, this was so good, y'all. You have no idea. Namaste. This was amazing. <laughs> He came back and uh, created like a a gladiator pit in New York, if I'm remembering correctly. And his goal was he wanted the Illuminati to come and battle for his pleasure the same way that he had to on Planet Hulk. And uh, and so, you know, they ended up having to stop him and yada, yada, yada. Point is, that was kind of a big uh, thing that the Illuminati was responsible for behind the scenes making happen. Uh, You also had, you know, just the, the run up to Civil War where you end up with these uh, with with the Illuminati kind of making the decisions prior to the Civil War to kind of prepare for the inevitable split that would end up happening, and and uh, over this kind of idea of the the government needs to be more involved with the superheroes, and and there needs to be more oversight, and how certain heroes are going to react to that. So, anyway, all that to say, yeah, man, the Illuminati's been around for a minute. I it's it's surprising to introduce the concept of the Illuminati here. And obviously what we got in Multiverse of Madness is not the Illuminati of the comics in the sense that it is not, their foundation was not the same for what the comics was. Uh, here, the Illuminati just are essentially the Avengers, right? The Avengers by a different name. Are they? It seems to be the case. Like, I, you know, they, they fought Thanos the same way our Avengers fought Thanos. So I, I think that, that's kind of what I get from it. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, for for. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, mean, we're, I don't we're, know. That's that was my interpretation. I, like, did you think that there was another Avengers on this planet? I don't know because we didn't see. You know, we didn't see a Thor. We didn't see a Hulk. We didn't see an Iron Man. Right. We didn't see you know any of these other characters. And so, I mean, like, I don't know if they died during when they were fighting the when they were fighting Thanos or something. Um, but it, it seems like only Doctor Strange was the one who quote died fighting Thanos. End quote. Right. Didn't really, but um, I I don't I don't know. Like I, yeah, it, it seems interesting because not having too much you know context from I, I I knew about the Illuminati, so I figured this was the Illuminati of this Earth. Uh, I didn't I didn't think about whether or not it might have been like an Avengers equivalent on this on this Earth. Um, nah, this I think this is the Avengers equivalent. No, I mean, admittedly, there's a lot that's implied on this Earth. We've got Ultron bots, and there's kind of a question of who made the Ultron bots and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I. I, I would like to think, um, well, okay. So, so let's, 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 what, let me ask you this real quick though. Are you familiar with the cabal? Like if you, do you, are you, do you know the cabal in Marvel comics? The name sounds familiar. So this was during dark rain, uh, when Norman Osborn kind of had control of the, you know, the new, you know, so the dark uh, Avengers, the dark Avengers. And he had reformed, uh, shield and a hammer, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he also established his own Illuminati that would become known as the Cabal. 
And same basic concept. You had all of these kind of more villainous people or people with more villainous ties uh, to kind of operate and manage, you know, their public images and everything else and some of these large world events with Norman Osborn at the head of it. So uh, interestingly enough, though, you also had on that team Namor. So Namor was both a member of the Illuminati and the Cabal, which was interesting. Uh, and then you also had Emma Frost, who at the time was a hero, but was also trying to manage kind of the X-Men standing in the new, you know, d- during, uh, you know, the Osborn world order, so to speak. So yeah. it was it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time in comics. Uh, but I don't, you know, I would, and I would love to see them explore the concept of the Cabal. Honestly, I hope that in this introduction of the Illuminati and the Multiverse of Madness, that we might one day actually see an actual Illuminati in the MCU. I think that could be kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, like I, the the concept has been you know brought up here, but the the question remains is: Do we have a Fantastic Four? Do we have an X Men in our universe? Well, not not as of yet, and therein lies the the challenge. All right, Bell, we we are about ten minutes into this review, and we have t- talked <laughs> nothing but Illuminati, and this was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and there, my friend, and <laughs> primarily lies my problem with this movie. And the marketing surrounding it, they they really hyped up the Illuminati in this movie, right? Like we're like we knew there was going to be Wanda, we knew there was going to be Doctor Strange, and we knew because like they just pounded in little teasers, little hints. Luckily, you stepped out of this, but like they like sh- we heard Patrick Stewart's voice, we saw the the yellow shine of his chair, and all of See, these little I teasers. Missed that bit. I and wish so, I had missed that bit. Yeah. I'm so glad I did because when I saw, like, I saw, you know, they're they're going to the Illuminati. I saw, you know, Baron Mordo's like that makes sense. Like he should be the villain in this movie because of how they set up the the last one. And uh, you know, Black Bolt. I was like, that's really cool. They're bringing in some human stuff. Then John Krasinski. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 sure. And then uh, Monica Rambo as um, uh, Captain Marvel. That made sense, you know, in in, the, in an alternate universe. And then Professor X came in. I was like, oh, holy crap! It's Professor X. That's awesome. Didn't see it coming. Like, why would you spoil that in the trailers? Why? I know. I know. That was terrible. But that's the thing. They just really pounded in the marketing. Like, this is the the Illuminati will meet you now. You know, like, they were really, really hammering that concept of this this movie has the Illuminati and all these different characters. And I guess part of that was playing off of the success of Spider-Man and having all of these different kind of villains teased and everything else. And, and I just, I wish they wouldn't have done that because every single multiversal cameo in Spider-Man like was was critical to the plot line of the movie like like the the multiple spider-men that show up don't just show up for a cameo they're critical they they each have their own arcs they're critical to the storyline here the illuminati felt so i mean disposable not just because Wanda freaking mopped the floor with them but like they felt <laughs> so disposable in the way in which they were used in the storyline that i almost kind of wish we hadn't got them yeah, so that was interesting, right? Like, so, so my, my, uh, just overall take. I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was entertaining, and um, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. My, my weird thing that first thought when I came out is it didn't feel like a Doctor Strange movie. If it, that makes it, sense. It, it, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did, did it feel like a Sam Raimi movie? Because that's been the big kind of talk of the town. Is is this was the most Sam Raimi of of uh, the movies that we've gotten, which makes sense because obviously Sam Raimi. Uh, was directing it but yeah it, it very much like it, it it felt like a uh like a um what's the word i'm looking for like a like a reined in sam raimi sam uh, okay any 
<laughs> but at the same but, time, brutal, man. This was one of the goriest, like most brutal, uh, scariest, I think, of all the Marvel films that we've gotten, of all the, the main, you know, of all the, the, Mar- the, the movies that we've gotten. In fact, this is the first one in a while that I don't feel like I could take my kids to. Like, I, I didn't this time around. Uh, normally, seen... I, I take at least one of my daughters with me, but yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of chatter about that. Yeah, you know, Sam Raimi movies are are uh, generally pretty violent and um, gory and and scary and stuff. That's Sam Raimi's style, and I, I was excited to see that because I'm like, you're you're going to get a director like Sam Raimi, and you're not going to let him do what Sam Raimi does. And I saw some uh, there there were several scenes in the movie that were very very Sam Raimi. I think the mm. theme overall uh, in in some spots were, and in some spots it wasn't. Again, that's probably like Marvel's influence and whatnot. But I, I was glad to see. Sam Raimi shine through. Um, it was kind of like, you know, in Ant-Man. No, uh, so yeah, so Edgar Wright, um, you know, w- there, there were some very Edgar Wright style cuts in Ant-Man that I think were to pay homage to, I guess, his original, you know, uh, wanting to do the film. Or maybe those were scenes that he filmed that they kept in. I don't know. It, it uh, This one, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like this was like an homage to Sam Raimi. Um, it felt like there were scenes that were very Sam Raimi. And so that that's what I appreciated. Um, but I don't feel like it was 100% a Sam Raimi movie. It felt a little disjointed. I mean, there were some very scary kind of moments and horror elements, but it's almost like the movie stopped. And then we had kind of those those scenes. I think it's specifically the one where they were like down in the basement and Wanda was chasing them and everything kind of slowed down for a minute. And we got that sequence, which I've heard a lot of people praise and it's not that it's a bad sequence, but it feels a little disconnected from the rest of the movie, similar to when she first started attacking him in the sanctum and and she was kind of like popping up through the mirrors and everything else. Like that was a cool sequence, but it didn't seem to flow as well with the rest of the movie. So the most Sam Raimi moments seemed less connected with the rest of the movie. So you almost do kind of feel a bit of a tug of war that's going on here. Kind of, yeah. Like the, the the scenes that that I'm specifically referring to, like there's the one at the beginning when I guess Spanish speaking Doctor Strange. I'm not sure what they called that one, but uh, uh, yeah, like yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when he gets killed by the uh, by the weird scroll monster, and yeah. like you know his face hits the ground, it's looking directly at the camera. That's a very Sam Raimi thing with like the big you know makeup cuts and stuff on there. And right. then um, when the uh, the spirits Defender of the Strange. dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. yeah. When the, when the spirits of the dead are attacking Christine in the um, annihilated universe where uh, do, our Doctor Strange is, is dreamwalking, mm-hmm. um, where they're like the, the camera's like focusing in on her and it's like coming down like to sort of simulate them attacking us. So that's a very Sam Raimi kind of scene. Um, and and yeah, so like there there were those things in there and, uh, and there's some other kind of scenes, you know, and stuff like that, that that sort of fit in. But yeah, you know, overall, it didn't seem like an entirely Sam Raimi sort of movie. There was still some sort of marvelly stuff in there, and so yeah, there was a little bit of disjointed. But I, I right. don't. I think overall, it it didn't necessarily pull me out of the film. But um, I just enjoyed seeing Sam Raiminess in there. Okay, all right, fair enough. Let's talk about America Chavez, a uh, new character introduced into uh, the series. Here has the visually amazing and super cool power set of being able to punch holes into the multiverse. Uh, I love this. I love that it's not just that she's like phase shifting or something like that, or even just like a j- traditional, like open up a, a bubble type deal. But she has like this punch <laughs> like <laughs> with like lightning stars. It looks so awesome. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a really cool power set. It's kind of um, interesting because, you know, it's very like geometric 
right? It's a star shape. <laughs> hey, what we learned, what, that's what we learned in, uh, that's what we learned in, in Spider-Man is that the, the mirror universe is just geometry, right? So like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's from seeing like energy blasts and like, you know, other stuff like that. It, it was, it was very interesting to see a, uh, a power that was not that right that was yes yeah. had a little bit more of a uniqueness a visual flair all its own yeah yeah um loved but loved loved the character loved the backstory felt she was very underused as a character um she seemed mostly just kind of like a the MacGuffin of the film right yeah, like she wanda the device yeah exactly wanda needed her for her powers and she and at the same time we also need her to be able to defeat wanda and and so you know we get this like extremely like tragic backstory um with this like insanely traumatizing event for her childhood and then she just kind of like huh and then she kind of keeps walking and it's like whoa okay do, do we need to like spend some time on that yeah maybe we should uh you know help you process that <laughs> yeah exactly like that's a that's a insanely traumatic thing for a kid to go through and like even uh even just like her bouncing around the multiverse her entire life we get one comment about like, you know, first rule of multiverse travel is, you know, find food and, um, you know, great little cameo course there with your boy, Bruce Campbell. Got it. Uh, yeah. You can't have a Sam Raimi movie without Bruce Campbell. Th- this is, this is known. Um, but ultimately like the, the, that's it. Like, you know, uh, in terms of like her either trying to explain the multiverse or kind of sharing more about her multiversal travels or, you know, anything there, we, we don't really get that. Um, even at the end, when it's, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they're like, all right, let's go to the sanctum and you're going to be a, you're going to be a, 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 you know, I was about to say a Jedi, but a, uh, a wizard now. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's cool. But like, shouldn't we like immediately start working on the like rescue plan for her moms? Like, like that seems as though, you know, what we need to do, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I was kind of right? surprised that they didn't have any kind of, you know thing to say all right well we've we fixed this let's go let's go save your moms and they were just like nah you're gonna train to be a wizard and then i guess you know maybe in 10 15 years if they're still alive you can go find them yeah i mean like you know let's we'll, we'll just presume dead that you know we're just gonna yeah. presume dead. like you know <laughs> like, that, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever so yeah I, I felt like that was a little disappointing although i will say that i do get you know that we have through the course of phase four been constantly introduced to young Avengers, right? Like we, we've seen Patriot, we've seen, you know, kid Loki, we've seen uh, Wanda's boys. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, obviously here, American Chavez, we've seen the new Hawkeye. So we've, we've gotten introduced to a lot of these characters. We got, we got Miss Marvel who's uh, coming up here on a new Disney plus series very soon. So we've got these, these young Avengers are being cascaded out there uh, and one assumes that we will be seeing a major young Avengers you know, I don't know if it'll be a Disney Plus series. I don't know if it'll be a movie. Um, you know, depending on how many they have, uh, I think maybe a Disney Plus. You know, g- given that they are so cascaded around, maybe a Disney Plus series makes more sense than a movie. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is the first time in this film that we've actually gotten a chance to see the Disney Plus movies and or rather series impacting the primary you know movies themselves with not a whole lot of handholding. Uh, we in this movie. We get, you know, the notion of Wanda, who if you've just been watching the movies and haven't watched the Disney Plus series, last time you saw her, she was mourning Vision at the end of Endgame. And now all of a sudden she's got kids and the dark hold and she's evil and she's a witch. And like, you know, you're like, what? <laughs> they do they do nothing to tell you what has happened. And even with the series, like, 
you know, we, we don't really talk about what happened to Vision or anything like that. We just jump straight into Wanda's been studying the Darkhold, which, by the way, if you haven't been watching WandaVision, you don't want to know what that is. So props to Marvel for really like this to me is the first time that it really feels like the Disney Plus series and the big and the big movies are in the same universe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and I would I would like to talk to somebody who hasn't seen all the stuff like maybe they've seen, you know, they've seen all the movies, but they haven't gone out and watched any of the shows to see how much sense everything made, because that's what I'm really curious about. <laughs> right. You know, like, did did they do a good enough job to where, like, for those of us who watch the show, like everything makes sense. And that's really, really cool. But for those who haven't seen all of the extra stuff, um did they was it still satisfying to see Wanda from you know going to be a hero to going to be a villain? Right. Like, did that did that feel weird and and jarring? I, I see. I I, I yeah. It, it'd be curious. I'd be curious to know as well. Now, admittedly, this is a little bit of a different scenario because you know WandaVision came out like right in the middle of the lockdown, right? Like so, everybody, everybody and their grandma watched WandaVision. It was like the only new television anything at that moment in time. And, you know, the ratings were incredibly high. It was very good for Disney Plus. And I remember having conversations with people who were really not like super into Marvel asking me so many questions because they were so confused by that series. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, you know, I will say that a lot of people probably, you know, are not going to be overly confused with that one, but I'm more curious, you know, for the future, like, especially with something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or, you know, I guess Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the only other one so far that's had like major implications. Like Hawkeye can show up with a sidekick and I don't think anybody's going to bat an eye in a movie. But But if if Hawkeye doesn't show up, and it's just uh, not Haley. Is it Haley? No. What's her Kate name? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. It is not very funny. Today. Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah, oh Kate Bishop. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. think if Kate Bishop just showed up, you know, I mean, they could do like a throwaway line where you're like, uh, yeah, where's Hawkeye? It's like, oh yeah, he's retired. I'm his replacement. And like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, this is true. Now, but this this one relied heavily on on WandaVision. Um, how do you feel about the fact that Wanda became insane, like extremely irredeemable, very quickly? I I thought Elizabeth Olsen plays a really good villain. I thought oh, Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. So good. Uh, yes. Yeah, like playing an evil Wanda. I think she was just born to do that. She did so good in that role. Um, I like. Yeah, I mean, I you know, watching WandaVision and like it just broke her, right? The the whole series of events there just broke her. And um she's been through so much already, right? Like she even says it, you know, I I I, yeah. I tore a hole in my in the, the man I love's head and it meant nothing. And like everything that she's done, like, you know, the 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 Avengers saved everybody, but they didn't save Vision. They didn't, you know, they didn't really do anything for her. And I, I think, yeah, I think it makes sense, you know. This is true. Even when WandaVision was exploring how she was dealing with losing Pietro, it was only really Vision who was there comforting her. You know? Yeah, like they yeah. lived in the compound together. I don't think anybody else, maybe Steve, but but nobody else was really there. And so, you know, and then on top of that, when Vision is like her sole uh I guess uh security not security blanket, but you know, um catch it when you fall, safety net. Like yeah. she's, he's just like, he's her sole safety, safety net. And then he's gone in the most traumatic way, amazing uh, possible. Um, 
And then, you know, but that's the thing. WandaVision gave us the opportunity to explore her trauma through, you know, enslaving an entire town and causing like a ton of pain and, and turmoil for all of these different people and really kind of established her as a villain. But it did so in, in a way in which a lot of people I don't think really fully understood that she was the villain of that story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think and so. so I think a lot of people kind of came into this movie and felt like it was a little surprising that she was such a villain. And I will give credit to the, I, you know, I will, I will, you know, agree that I think that they made her irredeemable very quickly um, in a way that felt, I, I will admit jarring, even if you've seen WandaVision, even if you know and everything she's going through, even if you kind of like chop it up to the dark hold, she became irredeemable. Like it, it, it felt I, I, well, I mean, Anakin Skywalker irrit- felt less forced. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Like, like <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like Anakin, Anakin uh, killing a, a, a Mace like felt more organic than her just absolutely slaughtering the the source, like all these sorcerers in like very brutal ways, and then just absolutely wiping the floor in again very brutal ways with the Illuminati. Uh man, chopping freaking Captain Carter in half. Yeah. Eww. Like like there's just there was a lot. There's a lot. They they a, took Wanda down a very very dark path. Like way darker than where she was in in WandaVision, where she was already a villain. Well, you know, she said that her attacking Carmitage was reasonable and then you know, they, the way in which she killed people was not reasonable. Like go back. Like there's some brutal deaths in there. It's one thing to be like I'm gonna bombard you. The other thing too is she literally has the power to rewrite reality. She could actually go in and do that in kind of a non, you know, a non-lethal way. Yeah, but you know, that's I don't know. I don't I yeah, no. I I I think I think it it made sense to me and I enjoyed it. Like you know, she's she's extremely powerful. The the chaos magic that's in here is not a good force, right? Like the no, Scarlet Witch yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a good entity. And the dark home is is not going to help that out, and so I think I think all that makes sense. It was just the tipping point, right? Like that was the the straw that broke the camel's back that sent her way beyond. I mean, and, and plus, like like freaking essentially kidnapping an entire town to like act out her, you know, dreams, childhood fantasy. Yeah, yeah, like that's not that's not cool. That's that's not redeemable. Like, how do you redeem that? <laughs> hey, hey, not cool. Yeah, not cool, Wanda. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, if, if you come out of WandaVision going, oh, it's okay. Wanda can still be a hero. Uh, you know, I, I think. Um, no, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that she could still be a hero. I mean, I, I, I agree that uh, that is irredeemable in and of itself. I think there's a difference in a situ in a, in a crime in which everybody, yes, those people are walking away from that heavily traumatized. Have, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of damage done. There's a lot of damage done. And I'm not trying to say that that's not the case. But hurting and killing are two different things. And I think that like, and then on top of that, it's not just like murder. Uh, it's the brutality of it that I think communicates that there's something with Wanda that she can't be, she can't be trusted, you know, like, it we need we need we may need a Wolverine here. You know what I mean? Like it may be time for uh for for Wanda to uh for an Illuminati to take care of. Maybe she's the reason why we get an actual Illuminati. You know what I mean? Well, I mean she was taken care of at the end of the movie. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Well, I don't know. Like all the stones and stuff came down. And you see that big explosion of red. I kind of assumed mm. that was her 
killing herself. Elizabeth Olsen still has a, uh, she re-upped her contract with Marvel for a few more films. Did she now? She did. So now granted, we know that a lot of movies are taking place earlier in the timeline. Uh, so, you know, there's still, there's very much a possibility that that's the case. Um, goodness. What did I just see? I think I just uh, saw an article that said that uh, secret war, not secret war, but uh, secret invasion is actually going to take place during the blip. Not that that impacts Wanda, but just just shows that they're still doing this thing where they're telling stories from various points in the timeline. That's interesting. Like I, I've I've been real curious about how what they're going to do with Phase Four. Like how do you how do you you know up Thanos? Like are we not going to do an Avengers movie any, again? Uh, I think eventually we will, but I don't think there's going to be one for Phase Four. I think that um, Phase this is the experimental phase, man. They're they're trying some different things. We've got the Disney Plus series. My guess is whatever the the Avengers level event's going to be is probably going to be a Disney Plus series. Really? Well, I mean, the Phase Four kicked off with the Disney Plus series. I I, I think that's never well. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, it kicked off with a Disney Plus series, so I I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's possible anyway. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot going on. We got you know we've got we we still have this kind of theoretical Thunderbolt slash dark Avengers that are being put together. Although we haven't heard much about that in a while. We still have the cosmic nature of what's going on here with the multiverse. I mean, the multiverse is, is, you know, you want to ask like, all right, well, how do you top Thanos? You got to remember this phase is not about topping Thanos. It's about topping Loki. And so, uh, because Loki was the first, you know, it was the phase one villain. Uh, That's true. And so, yeah. And, and so I think the, the big capper here is that you have kind of, I don't know, if it's going to be Kang, it might be Kang. Uh, we'll we'll have to kind of explore that more with Loki season two and with Ant Man. But given the fact that Kang is popping up in these different places and the multiverse itself is popping up, we keep hearing about incursions, right? Like this movie ended on a cliffhanger that there's going to be an incursion, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so theoretically, that's I think Secret Wars is probably where we're headed with Kang kind of being the stand-in for the Beyonder would be my guess. Okay. Interesting. That could yeah. be that could be neat. Yeah, I could see that. So, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. A uh, couple couple cool things uh, from this movie. Uh, you know, Defender Strange becoming like the fact that uh, the zombie that we kept on seeing from the promotional material ended up being our Doctor Strange possessing the Defender Strange's corpse. Fantastic. Loved. Yeah, that, that was super cool. That was very Raimi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the exploration of the uh, the multiverse when they're kind of going through it, you learn that when you go into a different universe, you take on the visual properties of that universe. So at one point, for example, Doctor Strange became paint. He also became anime. This means that a couple of things. It means that the Professor Xavier that we got, if he is from another universe, it's very well that he could be from the cartoons because the cartoon version would step into a you know physical <laughs> universe. It's, and it's funny visible. you mention that because yeah. all like when when he was doing like his his uh, uh, his telepathy. The little circles that came out—that's very circles. much from the cartoon. Um, oh, yeah. With you know, holding his the, the hand to the temple and like you know, pointing a hand up, very much from the cartoon. I I was in in the I mean, the wheelchair itself is very much from the cartoon. I was almost convinced that that was the cartoon version of uh, uh, Professor X, but you know, obviously, obviously, yeah, very inspired for sure. But but we don't we don't necessarily know that it is, except for like I said, it is possible because that's what they showed. It also, by the way, is possible that we could see the. Uh, this means that they could easily bring. Uh, the watcher from what if into the live action 
Um, and he would, you know, yes, he would look like the live action version because, <laughs> you know, when you're in whatever universe you're in, uh, you take on the properties of that universe. So I think, I think that's a really, really cool revelation and it opens up the doors with how they can experiment with things like secret wars. They could, for example, uh, theoretically bring in, in secret wars, animated characters from the nineties or otherwise in live action form. So we could see the Wolverine from the uncanny X-Men pop into this universe, uh, like they could enter, like they could bring Hugh Jackman back, but instead of him playing the the you know the Wolverine from the X from the, the live action X Men, he could be playing the ones from the cartoon, or he'd yeah. probably be playing you know the one from the live action. Who knows? But they could do that if they wanted to. Yeah. So I think I mean, if he wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think Hugh Jackman would turn down the opportunity to be in an MCU movie probably as Wolverine. Not. Like that, just like first of all, he owns that role, and that would just cap it off. You know? Yeah. I think that I think that's happening. I mean, the, yeah, they, they they need to hurry because I mean he's not getting any younger. <laughs> well, he's not getting that much older either, man. Like every it's every single time he gets older, somehow he gets he's Benjamin buttoning his whole thing. <laughs> it's so weird how all these rich people can just like stay young forever. You just inject the money straight into the muscles, I, and it eats the fat and it's uh, just converts be. it to muscle. Yeah, it's gotta be. I, don't try that at home, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Anyways, um, yeah, so. Uh, other cool things. Oh, the cape, the 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 spirits of the dead of the dead, the uh, kind of him wrapping that into his own cape. Thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, Christine, obviously coming back in this movie, getting a chance to kind of see a pseudo, you know, what if their relationship could be, uh, was really sweet. Thought that was nice. Um, Mordo got done dirty. Uh, he was supposed to be the villain for the sequel, and they totally threw that out the window and theoretically killed him. Uh, there was a scene originally where Wanda was going to show up or he was going to show up to hunt down Wanda and then Wanda kills him uh, at the beginning of this movie. They didn't show that. So theoretically, Mordo could still be alive in this universe. Uh, difficult to say. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's my main notes. What about you, Matt? Any, any other thoughts about the movie? Yeah. So, um, the, the big thing that I had about this is, you know, it. I mentioned it before. It's a Doctor Strange movie. It didn't really feel like a Doctor Strange movie to me. Mm. Um, it. I liked that we got a really cool arc for Wanda, that we got a, a excellent villain. Um, you know, Elizabeth Olsen did an excellent job playing a villainous yes. Wanda Maximoff. Thought that was wonderful. But the, the, the issue that I had was that this is Doctor Strange, right? He's supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme, and he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. I thought it was a clever bit in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home where he, uh, you know, he blipped. And so Wong had to take up the, <laughs> the role of Sorcerer Supreme. But I figured that's something that they would resolve in this movie. And that Doctor Strange would be the Sorcerer Supreme again because that's who he is. That's what he's supposed to be. And at the end, you know, it's 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 Doctor Strange bowing to Wong as the Sorcerer Supreme. I like Wong. I think Wong's a cool character. But like Doctor Strange is supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, get off your high horse. It's Wong for the win, man. What you talking about? I like Wong. But I I'm, I'm saying like but don't you don't know. like Wong as Sorcerer Supreme. I Doctor Strange is supposed to be Sorcerer Supreme, right? He was, yeah. He was. It's the MCU, man. They 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 make changes. They twist it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like just okay. weird. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I I don't know. That was just an issue because I figure that's a kind of a, a a part of his character, you know. Can I mess with your mind really quick? Sure. Okay. Do you know the actor's name that plays Wong? Um. Look, yes. Look it up right now. 
Benedict Wong. His name is Benedict Wong. And? Dr. Strange is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and and Wong is Wong. Wong's playing Wong. He's playing Benedict Wong. The multiverse of madness. <laughs> he is the multiverse of madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, so so that, that was just something that, that kind of irked me. Like, I figured that would be a thing that, you know, because it feels like we're going backwards with this character, which is which is odd. Uh, are we though? Because I feel like he's more at peace now, and and I think that was kind of a big thing with because I, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, what exactly? What his, what what was his arc in this movie that that bothered me a little bit? Trying to figure out exactly what his arc was, and um, I couldn't really figure it out. You know, he didn't really go on a journey in my mind. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, again, it, it didn't really feel like a Doctor Strange movie to me. Like the, right. the the question that was asked and that was, I guess, answered was, "Are you happy?" You know, like that was his thing. Is like, "Are you happy?" He's trying to be happy, and so he needs. Like, did did he? Is he happy now? Like, did he come to terms with, you know, his relationship with uh, with Christine? Like, I mean, mm. I, I that that's that, that's again, that's that's another complaint that I have about this movie is that it didn't feel like a Doctor Strange movie. I like that we got the Illuminati. I like that we got a completely villainous, super powerful Scarlet Witch. Um, you know, I thought those things were neat and and they were fun to watch and stuff. But like, I'm watching a Doctor Strange movie. I would expect to see the character having the biggest growth would be the main character, right? And we didn't really see that, at least in my yeah. opinion. I mean, maybe I missed something. I don't know. Um, I was drinking a uh, salted caramel milkshake that was delicious, and uh, <laughs> perhaps Alamo Draft House, baby. Yeah, perhaps uh, that clouded, you know. The deliciousness of the of the milkshake clouded my judgment, but um, yeah, I, I just didn't feel like we got a really uh, we like we got any kind of arc for Strange that we got a, a Strange movie. Yeah. This was this was this was a this was this should have been the Multiverse of Madness featuring Doctor Strange. Right, right, exactly. I think uh, honestly, it it if there was a arc at all, I don't, I don't know if it was Are you happy so much as Are you Are you content? Because it seems like contentedness is where he kind of finds himself 
at the end of the movie more so than happy per se. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, yeah. Overall disappointing. I I mean, like, I think that's just like the, the word that I have for this movie. There's, there's, there's a lot of cool things, a lot of cool visuals. I've, I've heard that it's better on a second watch through. So once it comes out for streaming, I intend to give it another, another go. That being said, it just didn't quite do what I had hoped uh, you know, what, what, what my kind of hopes were for the movie. I had such high expectations for this one. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's on me. It, it, to, if anything, it's, it's trying to, I'm trying to like bring my expectations for Thor down a little bit. Cause I've also been uh, really looking forward to uh, Thor love and F- thunder. So, you know, so, well, so, so let me, let me tell you this. So like um, uh, the original Dr. Strange was one, it's it probably one of my most favorite MCU movies. Like I can watch that one that's over great. and over again. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think that was in large part due to uh, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, the uh, director and writer, writer respectively. Um, right. And so, like, they did such a great job. They understood the character, like the visuals and stuff in the film were great. Tilda Swinton. I mean, come on. Like, it was it was really, really good, good movie. And so I was super excited when they were coming on to direct the sequel. And then when they left due to like creative differences and whatnot, I was, mm-hmm. I was, nah, I was kind of worried. It was the same thing. Like, like I, I like Ant-Man as well. I think Ant-Man is, is, is also Don't another one of those ones Ant-Man. I can watch over and over again. Um, <laughs> but I, I would, you know, um, the, the, um, I guess creative differences in that film. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what Edgar Wright wanted to do. Um, well, I, you didn't, have you not watched uh, rescue Rangers? No. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, you you find out specifically the original plan was for it uh, to be Aunt Man, and the idea was that his superpower was he was just really charming with people's aunts. <laughs> that's that's good. I also heard that um, is in the Rescue Rangers movie. Oh, that is a massive. Spo- I'm cutting that out of the podcast because oh, okay. that that right there is a massive spoiler if people haven't seen Rescue Rangers, and it is fan freaking tastic i'm sorry like, I, I i didn't think that that would have been that much of a spoiler <laughs> no no well I'll, mm, maybe the fact that that is such a spoiler is such a spoiler but regardless like like yeah that's um i just saw a picture of him at like some convention or something like that on some tweet and so i was like oh that's funny you just you, you need to see rescue you like what are you doing today you need to like stop what you're doing and want it's a good movie man like it's it's who framed roger robert of our time like it's really really good okay well, but but all all that stuff said, yeah, like when they left the project, when uh, Derrickson and Cargill left the project, because um, one one of my friends is is friends with with uh, Cargill, and uh, I've met him several times, played Warhammer with him uh, here in Austin. Um, but my friend Matt is is you know good friends with him. They chat all the time and stuff. And so I was oh, yeah, uh, yeah. talking to Matt the other day about Doctor Strange shortly before it came out, and um, he had asked Cargill. So, like, what was it about it? Like, why did you guys leave? And uh, he's like, well, obviously, I can't really say anything about it. But um, basically, um, I, I I don't know if he he probably didn't explain the plot or anything. But like, essentially, what he was saying was that it wasn't the direction that they wanted to go was not a Doctor Strange film. And the um, the that the that Marvel that Marvel wanted, to, wanted go? to go. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mar- uh uh. You know, Cargill and Derrickson had these ideas that they wanted to go. They initially they wanted to do like basically like a straight up horror movie kind of thing, um, because right. there's a lot of like really you know cosmic horror sort of things in Doctor Strange in in the original source material, like in the comic books. So sure, um, Marvel liked that idea, but they didn't like the direction they were going with it. I guess, and so they hmm. decided to um, to leave the project. 
And so they got uh, Sam Raimi because, you know, he's an excellent horror director. And so they kind of kept that in there. But, like, I don't think it was as far as, um, certainly not as far as Derrickson wanted to take it and probably not even as far as Raimi wanted to take it. I was about to say, because, like, it, I, whilst it was very violent and everything, I, it just felt that that element, the, the fact that it kind of went back and forth between being a horror movie and not being a horror movie felt weird like it would have been better if they had just gone full one way or the other i think well and, and raimi's really good about the horror comedy you know ma- mashup like go watch evil dead 2 and uh, like it's it's wonderful uh okay yeah it's 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 got that like evil dead's a straight up horror movie um you know if you don't like horror movies you probably won't like that one exactly um, yeah. but evil dead 2 is uh the, he, he turns the comedy up like that's where you really kind of see his style um and then army of darkness is just like a straight up comedy with some horror stuff in it that's you know it's more funny though but um and uh you know dark man that's also that one's a really good sort of scary sort of movie and 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 having watched the film i kind of agree um with what cargill said that it, it didn't really yeah. feel like a doctor strange movie all, you know all all that said though i still enjoyed it um but I, you know I, I i kind of wanted more doctor strange in my doctor strange <laughs> <laughs> right yeah exactly uh and and so again i'm not disappointed with the things that we did get to see but um since I did like the original Doctor Strange so much, having this one feel less like a Doctor Strange movie and more like, here's some really cool multiverse stuff, but we also have Doctor Strange who's navigating us through this multiverse. Uh, and like, we have this really cool villain who's going to like kill a bunch of people in the multiverse. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and it didn't feel as like, you know, Doctor Strangey, I guess. No, that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Out, out, of, out of five, man, what are you giving this one? I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think I'm going to give it like a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it just didn't do it for me, man. I was out maybe again, maybe my expectations were too high, but it felt let down. I thought there was a lot of concepts that they, they wrote a lot of checks that they didn't cash. And I'm worried about how they're going to cash them. I love Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. But the way in which he was presented makes me wonder whether or not they're actually going to go with Krasinski for Mr. Fantastic. Uh, and so, like, you know, I, I kind of he looks great in the suit. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe he can pull it off. I, I would really like to see that. And so there's yeah, I, I really felt the Illuminati was way over marketed and way uh, for how it was underused. And I felt Dr. Strange didn't really have an arc as much as I really love Wanda as a vi- as a villain. And um, felt like she was a villain at the end of uh, WandaVision. I felt that here she just, she was, she went too far. She went too dark too quick. She was already pretty dark. Don't get me wrong. But like it felt forced. And that's with somebody who very much saw WandaVision and understood what was going on fully. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I think that's it for me, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. We got Thor Love and Thunder right around the corner here. We've got Miss Marvel. We've got a lot of great uh, Marvel content that's coming up. Phase 4 continues to uh, go on and go strong, and we shall see what we shall see here in the near future. Uh, all right, Bell, any kind of final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, okay, I want to say I want to give it a 3, because I was initially going to give it a 3, because I thought you might have given it a 3, but I wanted our uh, reviews to be different. So <laughs> I'm going to give it 0.5 higher than you. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted it to be different. I don't know. I'm weird. Uh-huh. But yeah, so yeah. to revise it, I would say probably a solid 3. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Um, but, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, another thing you were saying, so you were worried about Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, 
it's still uh i can never say I'm, his name I'm, right i'm not thor I'm, I'm not worried about it i'm just saying that maybe maybe because my expectations were so high for like just because something's a marvel doesn't mean that it's going to be good you know what i mean there's enough marvel out there that you know you can be disappointed by a thing yes um, but but uh uh Taiki Taika Watiti is what you're saying. There we go. Taika Watiti. Yeah, Yeah, I always like confuse the syllables. So he he did great with Ragnarok, right? And he's still doing this movie. And so I feel like because of the success of that one, that they're they're going to let him kind of do what he wants to do. Um, and so I, I I don't have that worry. I think he's he's got enough of a vision that Marvel's safe with to let him kind of explore and do the stuff that he wants to do. So I'm I'm super excited about that one. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, 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 don't get me wrong. I am super excited about it as well. I'm just trying to manage my expectations after this. <laughs> I also, uh, the other thing too, with that one, if I, if I have any, I don't know if it's concerns, it's just the reality that Taika is hilarious. Like, like his tone for Thor is so much fun and so funny and Gore, the God butcher is not. So I'm just very curious to see how that, how they end up blending kind of the, the, the fun that we've seen in the trailers with the, uh, you know, existential and otherwise threat that is Gore the God Butcher. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see what we end up getting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. For us, uh, let us know your thoughts on Dr. Strange mom. Uh, if, uh, <laughs> uh, no, not, not Bell's mom, the, the, the movie, the movie, Dr. Strange mom. That's, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Strange colon mom. There it is. Uh, go ahead uh, and uh, tweet us into the show at TV Talk FM is the place to do it. You can find all of our contact information and more at tvtalk.fm. Uh, by the way, we've got some uh, minis headed your way for the new Kenobi series. Be sure to check that out. Uh, because this episode's going out this week, I think the next episode of The Flash is going to be a mini. So, yeah, this will be the full episode for this week. And then The Flash TV Talk for this week will be a mini. And then we'll probably be back for... How dare you? I'm, it's just the way the scheduling is crazy. We got so much stuff, Bell. We've got too much stuff. <laughs> yeah, keep making the stuff for us, and we're like, we, we're full. But they're like, no, keep eating. Here, here, eat this. <laughs> oh, anyway, all right, that's gonna do it for us for today. So, but for me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, mom. We'll be back in flash.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.